Welcome back to the Fab Academy. A few news notes. Uh, there is a fun thing. This is a post from the governor of Wisconsin announcing Fab Lab Day in Wisconsin. And so, uh, Wisconsin, can you tell us about Fab Lab Day? Yeah, we. Uh, our governor Scott Walker. Uh, so sorry to interrupt. Can you introduce yourself? Oh, I'm Jeff Willauer. This is Kayla. Hello. Hello. Uh, our governor Scott and Walker. And where are you? In partnership. Uh, Wanakee, Wisconsin, just okay, north of Madison. Uh, so our governor, in partnership with uh, Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation, uh, kind of a pseudo-private government uh, entity, just handed out 21 different um, grants yesterday, totaling over $500,000 to schools to incorporate fab labs into uh, public high schools. This is the second year of the grant, and we are lucky enough to receive uh, level two uh, to help us kind of finish out our lab here. Um, that's wonderful. How did it come about? That I really don't know. Are you talking about our lab personally or the whole project? The whole project. I think it had something to uh, do with manufacturing. Wisconsin has kind of a heavy manufacturing uh, kind of background and we're starting to sorry wait somebody needs to somebody needs terribly okay thank you whoever that was go ahead wisconsin uh so yeah um we we are starting to see a shortage of skilled workers and students that have some hands-on experience and the state uh, is using this tool, these grants, to kind of help us get more technology into students' hands uh, so they have some experience choosing a uh, career after high school. So you should all know one of the takeaways is something I've said before, which is it can be easier to raise more than less money. Um, raising the bigger amount of money means the government can buy in and the local press and um, rather than doing these one at a time. That's lovely. Um, and also, I just wanted to mention, I had sent a note out, um, Bill Foster, uh, the remaining physicist in Congress, is about to resubmit a bill to charter a national fab lab network in the U.S. Charter means it's not funded, it's endorsed as being in the national interest, which clears the way for both public and private funding to go towards this with a goal of universal access. So in the U.S., his office is looking for co-sponsors and this helps free up more funding. And so in the U.S., I encourage you to reach out to your local representative and senator office to see about co-sponsoring. And internationally, the bill is a good model you can use in other parts of the world of what it looks like to make the legislation. Again, this is carefully written not to cost anything, not to allocate new money, but to create a channel where existing money that's supposed to be doing this can flow through. So I sent out the contact in Bill's office, and what he really needs is just a one-on-one, -on -one, reach out to your local reps to see if they want to co-sponsor. Um, there's a great opportunity to show how this spans north, south, east, west, rural, urban, you know, crosses all the usual axes. Good. So with that, and having got through the rapid fire machines last week we're going to go back to the normal pace this week we're going to review molding and casting and continue meeting people and then each week at the end of the review i'll open up for both people we missed and if there's either machines we missed or updates on machines we can do that towards the end of the weekly reviews
And so with that, we're back to reviews. And so we had last left off with Christiana from OpenDot. I don't recall if we had gotten to her. Then we had, uh, let's see, there's May from Egypt. And as these people come up, if the students aren't there, I'd like the instructors to speak up just so we know that you're aware. Hi, Neil. It's Enrico yep. from OpenDoc. Yep. Uh, Christiana, I, I think she's in a meeting today. She's managing a fab lab and sometimes she can't uh, attend the class. Uh, where is her lab? Uh, Mantova. Okay. It's uh, um, Okay. L it's let, a nice her know city. let her know. Sorry, go ahead. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. No, she she's uh, she's doing uh, this uh, new lab uh, with schools Ooh. founded uh, partially by the Italian government. So they are managing everything from scratch at the uh, at the moment, and uh, yeah, it looks they, they they are doing great things. Yes. Okay. okay. Let her know she came up, and when people come up and we don't get to them. Um, they can volunteer in the next uh, weekly cycle. Okay, okay. sure. Yep. Uh, May in Egypt. Uh, Sudarshan in Bombay. Yeah, is this Sudarshan? Uh, no, no. Uh, this is Muhammad from Egypt. May is not here right now. Okay. Uh, okay. Same, okay. Same, thank you. Your terrible feedback. Your terrible feedback. Okay. All right. uh, can you mute? Uh, can you mute? Uh, May is not here right now. She'll be here momentarily. Yeah. Can you mute? Can you mute? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You have terrible feedback for the future. Um, you really need an echo canceling speakerphone. Let May know she came up, and then um, we'll get to her when she's back. Sudarshan um, in Bombay. I'll leave that up. Uh, Piper in Detroit. I know I saw John earlier, Jonathan. Yeah, hi, Neil. Hi, Chris. Yep. Okay, o, o for three of people not in. I guess everybody's recovering from machine building. <laughs> okay, so Jonathan, same thing. Uh, let Piper know. Is that she or he? Okay, let Piper know she came up and again, you know, uh, to, to, in the next review, because um, I want to meet the people as well as see what they did on the assignment. Okay, okay, we'll do Okay, 0 for 4 so far. Constantin from Polytech. I know we heard from Polytech last week. 
0 for 5. Uh, Drew from Sept. O for six. Uh, Rengis from Trivandrum. For seven, this is crazy. A uh, Polytech um, Sept Trivandrum. Remember, star six on the bridge. Uh, Asim from Egypt. This is a record, 0 for 8. Uh, Ahmed from UAE. I know I've seen these labs on this morning. Star 6 on the bridge, don't forget. Uh, how second is coming? I'm in the deep, I'm in the deep. Hello. Okay, this is Ahmed Abubakar. Yeah, this is next, uh, the second time calling me. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, the yeah, there there's a little, so there's a little bit of randomness in changing the list, and so some people come up more than once. So we can just do a quicker update. I don't see a link for molding and casting. Did you do this week's assignment? Actually, I worked on the 3D design, okay, but there was a problem with the fab module. I couldn't uh, make the traces changing from uh, STL to RML file. It took what was the time. problem? When you say the, you couldn't do it, what? The yeah. laptop lag. When, Sorry, I, I, sorry here. Um, I'm gonna take turns talking. You talk and then take a break and I'll talk. So um, tell me what the problem was with the, making the toolpath. Yes, so I have the STL file ready. Okay. Right. When I start calculating the path, it takes uh, too long, like uh, 30 minutes. Okay, but so and then it, what it, And then it doesn't work. Okay, what machine are you sorry. trying to? I'm sorry, Ahmad, t take turns talking. I'll talk talking. and then I'm... you talk. Okay, what okay. machine? SRM20. Okay. Okay, so for the, if you're using the fab modules, I'm, uh, I'm in the process of porting that to the new mods framework. The thing you need to know is, um, let me go through all of the steps. Um, you bring in an STL, um, 
So here, um, uh, let me save a sample file to show you that workflow. Um, So, um, so I'm going to bring in the STL file, and then okay. the crucial step here is um, the fab modules internally uses discrete math, which means you have to make it into a height map. And so you need to check this resolution. So this sets the size of it. This sets the resolution. And if this number is too big, it'll take too long to compute. So I'm going to make the height map. Then for the Roland, um, let's say we're going to rough cut first on the SRM20. Um, and um, uh, so I'll go ahead now and calculate the toolpath. You know, and here it is going, you know, in just a few minutes. But you need to check this number, which is the resolution. This number sets the overall size, because STL units don't have size. So you need to check the size that you're going to make it. Then you need to check the resolution you're going to do the calculation at. And so probably this number was much too big. It should only take a few minutes to do the calculation. Um, now I'll go ahead and do the finish cut. Um, um, so we come back up here. So he, here's the finish cut calculation. It, it, it should only take a few minutes, but you probably had either the file units or the resolution wrong is why it took so long. For us, it is uh, 6,000. 6,000 what? Uh, yeah. No, but the, the, the question is just the, the total size of the, meaning you're calculating on a lattice and you need to check the lattice size. And so just try, um, try bringing down the resolution um, because, um, to, to, and that will bring down the computing time. Okay. Okay. okay we'll and then the other thing I suggest is, in addition to fab modules, there's a number of options. Um, one of which is Fusion has nice toolpath calculation. You, I, I would suggest you experiment with a few options for toolpath calculation. Okay. 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 We'll do that. And then for my homework, I'm going to be importing all of that into the new mods framework, and I'll do an update for the class when that's working for the rough and finish cuts. Okay. Um, remind me, what's your final project? How are you doing on that? Uh, the press list. Can you open week one? Okay. Um, so, uh, how's your progress on that? Uh, haven't started yet. <laughs> okay. So, I, I, I asked that kind of as a trick question because I suspect suspected that's the case for most people. Um, and from here on out, um, time's going to get tight. So it's important to start to use each week's assignment 
to work on your final project. Each of the weeks can help your final project. And so I suggest starting to ramp up work on that now, not at the very end. Yeah, okay, we'll start from this week. Good. Okay, uh, thank you, Ahmed. And then we were looking for, so we'll go on. We were looking for Polytech. Um, yeah, who is this? I am Rajit. Rajit from Kerala, Trivandrum. Uh, okay, yeah, good. Actually, Go uh, previously, so, we, yep. uh, I, I lost the connection because of audio problem. Okay, good. So, uh, uh, tell me about yourself. Actually, I am, I am a postgraduate in nanoscience and technology and uh, B.Tech in electronics and communication. Sorry, sorry. Rajit, sorry. There are people from many languages connected okay. whose English okay, okay, varies. Okay. So you need to talk much more slowly with more spaces between your words. Okay, sir. Okay. Okay. Actually, um, my name is Renjit Thomas. I am coming from Trivandrum, Kerala. I completed my post-graduation in nanoscience and technology and B.Tech in electronics and communication. Okay. I have uh, worked in embedded domain, uh, embedded domain and in ISRO, I have been a MATLAB programmer. I worked as an assistant professor in one engineering college and then I went for a research oriented thing in sense domain sense okay. in mri sense domain and i and i have in nanoscience also i have worked in um, some composite that is uh, carbon nanotube and silver composite i have one paper in that and like that and i have a kid okay. and one wife there. good very interesting background tell me about this sentence hello hello yeah tell um, me tell me about that? Yeah, um, you say my goal is to plant as many trees as possible in this life. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I like yeah. trees. Uh, I like trees. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That is my uh, main thing. I like okay, more. Yeah, I, I'm asking because you're talking to fab labs all over the world, and so if you're really serious about it, you should organize everybody listening right now in your tree planting project, so you, you can have many more people helping you plant trees. Okay, okay, thank you. Okay, so um, let's first look weekly. Um, what did you do for, um, let's see, which week is molding and casting? Good. Uh, molding and casting is uh, 11th week. Uh, yeah, this one. Okay. So, yeah, talk through what actually, you did. Yeah, oh, actually, okay. we have, yeah, that love symbol um, I have created and I molded. Yeah, this is, sorry, here, take, again, take turns talking, leave spaces. Um, this is the old version of the um, fab modules. I don't recommend using this anymore. Okay, okay, sir, okay, okay. Yeah, so, again, what, that's the old compiled Cocompi version. That moved into the web version. And the web version on the server is moving to the mod version on the client. And so um, it, you know, it's okay, but it's really obsolete. It's two generations back. Okay, okay. So I'll just want to express it. Yeah. And then, sorry. Yeah. Um, it, in your mold, um, yeah, you're using a very coarse step over. Um, 
your step over is large, which is why you get the bumps in the mold. You should use a finer step over. So okay, okay. Um, when, when you mill, um, the step over is the, the, the fractional overlap. And, you know, this is about, say, 10% for a finish cut is what you need to get a smooth finish. Um, these ridges are just because you used a large step over. Okay. Now, why are you using mold max? Actually, uh, that uh, we have one previous mold max was there. It was some expert. Actually, I used that just to try what will happen. Okay. No, but again, I don't recommend. So, mold max is a very special material. I don't recommend it. Mold max is mineral loaded for high temperatures. Um, the the rubber it makes is a tougher rubber rubber for high temperature use, um, and it needs good ventilation. Um, I recommend for daily use. The the mold max is a special higher temperature rubber that's not. It, it, it's more viscous. It's harder to use. It's not a good routine mold making rubber. Um, so uh, then I try it. Okay. Okay. Okay, then you, okay, so you did metal casting with the Babbitt. Yeah, metal casting. Oh, now, let's see. Um, I see you have, I don't know, the, just a local vendor, this resin. Did you check the safety for this resin? Sorry, what? Yeah, so I see you have this transparent plastic. Did you check the safety data sheet for this? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, you need to be really careful about um, things like, the, especially these clear plastics, can be very hazardous. So one, one, you know, this my suggestion for this week to use materials stone and dry stone that are very need much better ventilation. You need to be very careful about the sheets for them. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, but it looks like so with those cautions, you you got it done. Um, what is your final project? Actually, I uh, I, I am preparing for a smart gate uh, with some video processing. Uh, I want to. Uh, when, uh, whenever any machine, any new machines, whatever machines are in our lab, uh, this, this machine will go and tell about that. So sorry, say it again. It'll. What will it do? Actually, uh, this machine uh, will be flowing through. This is a robot which will be flowing through a line. And in between, any machines are there, it will uh, discuss about that machine. 
Okay. You will recognize that machine and discuss it. Discuss about it. Okay. So my advice is that's actually about five different projects in one. Okay. There's the motion system, there's the vision system, there's the communication system. Um, that's too many projects in one for a single final project. So either you need to tighten the focus or you need to divide it up in systems to work with somebody else. Okay, 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 fine. But, but okay, so you won't finish all of that in the remaining time. You need to focus on the part that's most important. Okay, okay. Okay. So just a general comment is be more careful about the inventory. The things like the plastics, the rubbers, all of the things we recommend are very carefully chosen. And if you start to go off from that, they can either be dangerous or have very poor results. So um, try to keep the inventory in your lab current with what's recommended for Fab Academy. There's a lot of reasons for the choice of each of the materials. Okay. 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 Good. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, and sir. Then, thank you. Yep. We were still looking for Polytech, Sept, and Egypt. Yeah. Neil. Yeah. So first of all, hold hold on, Polytech. Go, go ahead, um, Trivandrum. Uh, question from uh, the local instructor in FabLab, Trivandrum. Yeah. So we are using the older version because uh, we ha we don't have the cable for uh, our Roland model uh, right now. And uh, like for using the online version, we need a special cable for connecting. Uh, for no, the that's wrong. Issues. That's wrong. The um, separate um, uh, um, fabmodules.org um if you go to a roland um it calls a little a python serial program to communicate and the issue is the roland cable uses a a, a, a weird thing it uses dsr dtr flow control um the python yeah, program right. can do that just fine the thing you're referring to is the new version mods uses <coughs> JavaScript serial, <coughs> and JavaScript serial, um, we haven't ported the DSR DTR support into it. But the, the fabmodules.org talks to Python that talks to the original Roland cable. You don't need a special cable. But um, Neil, we don't, I don't know what is the particular reason. We have this uh, persisting issue where when we use fabmodules.org, we have, it, the machine shows an erratic behavior it goes where no but, but listen any... okay but look at what i'm showing um depending on your cable the flow control either should be dsr dtr or rts cts it's dsr dtr for the roland cable it's rts cts for a non-roland cable um uh and i've I've used fab modules with all sorts of cables going to the milling machines all over the world. Uh, this works just fine. You know, um, other labs can help you. Um, you just you just need to get the flow control settings right for your combination. Okay, but this uh, fab module sort of local combined version works fine. When I use it well, from uh, the offline way, it, it is showing 
Okay, I mean, th so fabmodules.org, you can run a local version, but it does a smarter toolpath calculation. Um, if you want, you can wait a little bit in that I'm porting all of this to the mods framework, but okay. fabmodules okay. and then mods does a much smarter um, uh, and more general kinds of computational geometry than the old compiled version. So I guess okay. It's okay if you want to wait a little bit to skip over fab modules and go right to mods, um, but I would move off the old compiled version. Yeah, okay. Uh, um, like we have broken a few many bits right now. So that's why we are That's another point I want to add, Neil. Yep. Good. Uh, yeah, the local fab modules, it has a setting uh, during the wax finishing cutting. It's just the clearance length of the tool. Which is not available in the web for fab modules or uh, the fab modules that are clear clearance length. Um, I think. Um, um, let me make a note to make sure. Yeah, that's just a question of porting. So I'll make sure. Uh, I'm going to port. So to to understand um, fab module. So. This is why we're talking about it. The old compiled version consisted of lots and lots of little C programs with Python wrappers um, that you need to build locally. Fabmodules.org made all the little C programs into JavaScript programs you pull down from the server. And then finally, the mods version, rather than having them on the server, has all of the modules on the client. Um, and so my homework assignment to finish while you all do your final projects is to finish porting fabmodules.org into this. And then here, the whole workflow is in the client. And the whole point of that is then you can configure it and you can extend it on the client without having to change anything on the server. Yeah, so I'll make a note about the tool clearance. Okay, thank you. Okay, and I think I, I we heard from Polytech. Uh, yeah, um, come closer to the microphone, but I can hear you. Maybe? Yeah. Mute yeah. and I'm on, or I'm yours. So is this Constantin? Yeah, sure. No, no. Um, tell, tell me about yourself. Uh, I'm starting uh, doing robotics from a uh, sixth grade in a school. Uh, I like uh, some. Um, I really like to do some uh, electronic projects, uh, some robotics projects, uh, some automatization and something else. Actually, I studied in uh, Peter the Great Polytech University on mechanical. Uh, hey. Hmm? Good. That, that, that's all good. I'm just looking at your page. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, are you in the camera? I'm not sure which window you're in. Are you in the camera view? Repeat? I'm, I'm okay, yeah. Uh, I'm just making sure I see which window you're in. Okay, go ahead. So what did you do for molding and casting? Yeah. Uh, I designed the uh, spinner, half uh, mold of the spinner. Uh, so just toy with uh, four bearings to spin around, uh, to spin around between uh, two 
spinner. Uh, you can see uh, the design, you can see uh, milling process on the Modella. Uh, it mills from uh, Teflon to... And sorry, uh, uh, Tashman, what did you use? Are you using HSF quirks or which, what are you using for the toolpath? Uh, sorry, uh, well, yeah, uh, to, uh, to create a solid path, I used the standard Modella player application okay. for Modella. Generic okay. perfect uh, finishing slices. Okay, good. Yeah, uh, the next is casting. I use uh, German, I hope, I don't know, uh, last steel, uh, two, car, two components, uh, polyurethane silicon. Uh, not silicon plastic, and uh, and you can see <laughs> the result. Good. Okay, that looks very successful. Yeah. Uh, one feature to uh, it's uh, to use Teflon uh, uh, to create a mold. Uh, it has to have an extremely low level of uh, at gazier. Yeah, between uh, the malt and cast gel. So we uh, have not. Uh, what? Yeah, no, I, I'm just noting this all looks good. Okay. And then, um, what's your final project? My final project is uh, electric board. Uh, smart electric board with uh, some sensors, with uh, two motors, with uh, uh, control panel to control the speed, to adjust the speed and uh, brake function and uh, something else. Okay. Um, have you made progress yet? What? Have you made any progress on the project yet? Sure. Uh, but I can show it, but I need to bring some detail. Should I do it? Um, what? Yeah, no, I'd say just my feedback is the final project page isn't just when you're done. What you should yeah. do is you should update the final project page as you work. Um, okay. And, okay. I should do it. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. 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 And I really want to stress that to everyone because you never have enough time to document. And so you really want to get in the habit of documenting as you work, not after you work. And so just Keep adding things to this page as you progress. Okay, I'll re uh, reveal the, the page and add some uh, proceeds uh, subpage on it. Yeah. Now, um, next week we're going to do composites, and um, it's a little bit more difficult than, than the assignment, but you can make the whole skateboard in composites week. I've had students yeah, make beautiful skateboards. Yeah. Um, but other than that, that's a nice uh, project. Um, the one th other suggestion is start with focus. That one system is power, one is communication, one is the measurement. Um, pick one to start. The measure um, system is uh, power system. I think to uh, power and control this power. Uh, the main line of that uh, control speed uh, algorithm to uh, keep straight position and keep movement position. It keeps straight movement uh, and uh, focus on it. But later I let uh, control panel. Uh, it's, uh,
simple and uh, some systemic. Yeah, that's the comment. The full the full project is bigger than you'll get done in the class, but yeah. any one of these subsystems will be plenty for the purpose of the class. Okay, good. That looks like good progress. Okay, sure. Thank okay, you. Okay, thank you. Okay. Um, uh, hi, Neil. Yes. Uh, I'm uh, Taban from so Sam. moved out in the, last, in the initial few minutes, so he's here right now. So sorry, is this? Drew from Sept. Yeah, Drew Saido. Actually, he's out of town. Okay. So he has not uh, finished this week yet. Okay. So same thing. If he's out of town, have him volunteer in a future week, um, so we get so we meet him. Okay. Yeah. And then we had Asim yeah. in Egypt. No response from Asim. Uh, Marks in Isan. Hey, I'm, I'm Asim from Egypt. Uh, okay, sorry. Marks, we have Asim now. Go ahead, Asim. Tell me about yourself. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm Asim. I'm from uh, Egypt. I'm uh, at uh, Sablab, Egypt. Uh, I study uh, mechanical design and production at Cairo University. Um, so. <laughs> Okay, and um, what's your final project plan? Um, my my final project. Yep. Uh, it's about uh, smart lines uh, or shades uh, on the window uh, to help me wake up easily in the morning. Uh, to okay. Uh, before. Okay. Before uh, before I wake up about half an hour or something, it opens. Uh, Gradually. Okay. Um, th this is one of my favorite final projects. It's very related. This is called No More Sheet. And it was a student who had the same problem. And so the idea of the No More Sheet project is when it's time to wake up. So she sleeps through her alarm. Yeah, it, it will really help. <laughs> and so, so this is a good example of, you know, it, it's similar to yours, and it's a good example of integration so she packaged it in this nice controller and then you know connected it to the bed and um so it, it's a comparable project with a just a good job on the final system integration to package it yeah very good um so then okay so that that's fine and then uh, molding and casting So talk about, let's see, y your page needs words. Yeah, I, I need to update it uh, with, uh, with, with the paragraphs uh, documenting uh, and, or describing what in the picture, but I can tell you if, if you want. Yeah, so tell, yeah, um, tell me what you did. Uh, uh, actually, I, I wanted to make uh, some rings for uh, 
for 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 my friend who uh, who has this startup uh, in the first picture who uh, uh, makes uh, rings, um, and I, I made a, I made mold for uh, for one ring uh, to make it uh, faster uh, to make one one ring. But let's see. Sorry, it looks like. Are, are you? Did you make a flexible mold? Are you trying to cast in the rigid mold? Uh, no, I, I'm. I'm. Uh, I, I made the positive one to make the silicon mold to, to make the silicon mold uh, in it. Then I cast the the, the resin okay. or, the, or the plastic okay. in the silicon mold. So how far did you get? Uh, actually, I, I'm waiting. Get, uh, the rubber silicone to, uh, to get uh, harder. Uh, um, but let's see, the, the silicone should be um, ready to demold within an hour. If, if it's taking longer than that, something's wrong with the rubber. So I think there is something wrong. <laughs> because it, I, I put it uh, since uh, yesterday. Uh, no, no, no. So, yeah. Um, uh, again, just to keep yeah. So, um, just to keep repeating uh, what I've said a few times, um, in the standard inventory, um, we um, in Fab Labs we use um, Umu as a silicone. Um, and the silicone is very low volatile. It doesn't need special ventilation. And then uh, let me check the timings. Um, there's a few versions of it. Um, the yeah. So so the the umu the work time in the pot is 75 is 15 minutes, and the the cure time is 75 minutes, and then it's done. Um, other rubbers typically need an elevated cure to help us uh, help accelerate the cure by heating it. The umu is nice because it's a room temperature cure, and so in about an hour you can demold it. And so it's low volatile stuff; doesn't stick to it. It's friendly. This is what we really recommend for the uh, flexible molds. Um, if if you change from the ones we recommend, you really need to check carefully. You know, either you're just using old rubber that's out of date or it has a really long cure time or some of the rubbers only cure with an elevated temperature cure and you have to heat it to cure it. Um, but I'd really urge you to get, an, get a good silicone that can do a one hour room temperature cure for the mold making. Uh, yeah, we, we have the soft for smooth on but it's got expired because it's very old. Uh, so we try to source uh, Rubber circles from the local market that didn't have any markings or anything to be tested on. But um, the thing I found out that we, uh, when we increased the hardness itself, it got uh, much more faster to speed. Uh, okay. And again, if you're going to try local sourcing, be really, really, really careful about the safety data sheets. Um, a lot of these molding and casting materials are hazardous. And so to bring it in your lab, you need to be very careful about, you know, if, if you ask for a material safety data sheet and, and it doesn't have it, I would stay away from it. You want to make sure you have material with very well documented safety. Yes, yeah, sure. So should I empty the, the, the mold uh, right now and, and 
try with uh, uh, more amount of hardener or something? Or, or yeah, so, um, right. If, if it hasn't cured in a day, give up. Um, and the, the, what you may find is there's cured rubber that comes out. There's, you know, the resin that goes in. In between, it can be really messy. If it partially cures, your mold is full of sort of this really messy stuff that's hard to get out. So see if you can get it out. Um, but you can try it with more hardener. And the other thing to accelerate the cure is to heat it. And so put it, um, you can use a thermal lamp or a, uh, like a convection toaster oven and just raise the temperature a bit. Some of the rubbers, you have to do it. For the other ones, it accelerates the cure time. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I would look to see if you can source this. Again, this material, the smooth-on, is just gorgeous. It has beautiful surface finish, cures really quickly. It's, you know, really inert. Um, so, you know, I, I would look to see if you can find actually a local source of it. Okay. 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 And the other one, Basco, the UMU25 has a very limited shelf life. So if you buy this, um, uh, buy small quantities. Unless you know that you're going to use a lot, but don't buy a big stock. Yeah, and that's always true in molding and casting. All of, the, I mean, some more than others, but all the molding materials have a lifetime before you open it. And so this is like buying vegetables. You only buy as much as you need. You, you don't stock an inventory. You, you, you get it as you need it. Um, Again, the other material I strongly recommended for this week is um, hydrostone and dry stone. Um, once you have the flexible mold, um, you know, he, for casting the parts, um, you know, he, this is 25 pounds of it for $27, and it makes beautiful parts with a nice surface finish. And so to cast in the mold, this is the one I strongly recommended for this week. Okay. Okay, and then same comment. Um, uh, each week, you, you'll always run out of time. So adding words to your page, there, there's never time to go back. You're always going to be out of time. So you have to get in the habit of documenting as you work. Just while you're working, make documentation so you don't have to go back and catch up with, like, adding the words. Okay, I, I will do it. Yeah, it's a good life lesson. Okay, yeah. thank you. Thank you. I have a night here. Uh, you have called uh, in, the, in the beginning of the session. Ah, so, uh, oh, good. May came up. Okay. Um, okay, tell me about yourself, May. Okay, so um, I'm Megan Fine here, and um, I work with the Fab Lab New Cairo. It's uh, another Fab Lab here in Egypt, um, where okay. I'm the technical operations lead. And I've been working also with Fab Lab and STEM projects. I've been working with Barry and Nina uh, and uh, other people, and we're now doing the Fab Lab on you. Also, it's the first mobile Fab Lab in Egypt. Um, yeah, and, so uh, May. Can you take a minute to describe how you're helping set up other fab labs in Egypt, how, how you've be grown into a bigger program? 
Okay, so um, I first uh, joined the STEM, uh, STEM schools as one of the Fab Lab managers because STEM schools in Egypt uh, started five years ago and uh, they embedded a Fab Lab in the school to help the students uh, prototype their capstone projects and their capstone ideas. And we had um, two schools, so I helped in, uh, installing the Fab Lab and training the students and also training the teachers on how to um, integrate the Fab Labs, the technologies, and the prototyping, and also their teaching. And then we spread it out to nine schools all over the Egypt. So I was part of the team uh, installing the Fab Labs over there and also teaching the new, uh, training the new Fab Lab managers, um, also with the government. And then I moved to uh, the Systems Education Foundation in the, who uh, initiated the Fab Lab New Cairo because we wanted like, the community labs to go uh, more. <clears throat> so uh, I joined as the Makerspace Program Manager uh, Technical Operations. And now we're, um, we're setting the Fab Lab New Cairo. It's already been there for uh, one year and a half. And uh, we're doing several projects uh, with the makers in the universities and in the communities and in the schools. And also we started um, the Fab Lab on Wheels. Means, um, we initiated the first mobile Fab Lab in Egypt here with the Fab Lab Egypt, actually. And we, um, we're working on a bus, Fab Lab on a bus, that goes around five governors all over Egypt, five different cities, um, in upper, upper, uh, where they have no access to these technologies. And uh, we also um, uh, open Fab Lab uh, after bus stays for two months, and after it leaves, we open a permanent maker space. Uh, we started actually having two, uh, Fab Lab Mania and uh, Fab Lab Interhek. Uh And we're starting the third one soon. Um, so that's pretty what I was doing. Um, so yeah, I'm underscoring this because yeah, th this what started as a community group is now working with the government. It's working with companies. It's working with, you know, multinational foundations in creating this capacity in Egypt, and they're providing the capacity to execute on it. And in turn, it it becomes a crucial part of their sustainability to have that capacity for their funding. Yeah, that's that's true. That's why um, we're actually working on. Um, building the local uh, the local talent and searching for the local opportunities um, to help people um, sustain them and also um, we're working all the time to um, to invest uh, or integrate with the entrepreneurship and innovation and so uh, how can that um, help the fab labs to grow and sustain because that's a real issue here how to sustain a fab lab and actually after how to establish the making mind and the mentality all over of the prototyping and the DIY and stuff like that. Uh, okay. it's, it's there. Um, either people already are like uh, maker, makers by nature but without the technology part. So um, they're still, still intimidated a little bit with how that can, can be can combined can be combined so that's the first barrier and then we're working with several uh, organizations local organizations to work uh, on the entrepreneurship 
in the business part. So um, to like teach people who run the Fab Labs about the sustainability and how to run the Fab Labs, and also about like getting grants and stuff like that. That's great. So now talk about your final project. Okay, so my final project is a really simple project. Um, it's a it's a, a puzzle for like kindergarten. Um, it it teaches them for like animals and numbers and letters. Um, but it's a little bit with a little bit of electronics. So when the kids put the the right piece in the puzzle, it's like getting the light green and it's not it's it's like red. Um, so I'm gonna use like 3D printing and uh, laser cutting and some electronics as an input and output. Um, okay. And I'm, I'm planning to like develop somehow that it can be actually embedded in like the education and the nursery stuff. But that's after I develop the project. Okay, that sounds fine. And the same comment to everyone: um, your final project page. You should add each week as you work on it, and just at, yeah. at the very yeah. end, the documentation is already done because you're documenting as you work. Yeah, that's true. I started working on that, but the page is still not uh, updated. So yeah, it's, it's on my laptop, but it's been updated. Okay. So talk about molding and casting. Okay, so the molding and casting for this week. And sorry, uh, um, for your final project, uh, this is a great example of not 3D printing, but but by casting the parts, you can make many more of them, and you can make them with better finish. That's what I, I was actually thinking about in this exactly uh, what you're saying. That's yep. why I wanted to try the molding and casting uh, of this part. Okay. So I, uh, I made the 3D uh, model. Uh, as an STL file on Fusion 360, and then I'm using the Mozilla uh, M48. So um, I was working. I tried the SRP player. It's, um, it's the uh, software that comes with the. With the and mm -hmm. then I used the molding wax. Um, it was like my first 3D milling uh, experience, so I had some issues. Is that I use so so much material. It took so much time, um, and and there was limitations happened as you see. Some of them like were yeah, not so, really. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, six hours is wrong. It it, you know, it it shouldn't take any more than 3D printing time, and so, um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I'm guessing. You know, one is you remove too much material, and the other is the rough cut can be very fast. The the finished mm -hmm. cut you want a fine step over, but it can move quickly. The rough cut um, can go very fast. Um, mm -hmm. a, a good index is to listen to the machine. You can machine the wax very quickly, and you'll get used to how it sounds. If you're machining too fast, the machine will scream and sound unhappy, but if you don't hear anything, you're going too slow. The machine should be growling but not screaming, and the sound is the same. But you can um, six hours, with the right toolpath. It should be no no more than a few hours for a mold like this. Okay, I will. I will. Um, I'm planning to retry it again. Um, because I know that, but this is was like my first, so I wanted to try it till the end, and then 
Yeah, okay, but also don't forget my comment that before you mill the whole mold, for any tool, you have to do speeds and feeds. So what I would do is I would make just like a little pocket and mm -hmm. play with the settings to make a little pocket to see how fast you can machine and how deep and get the speeds and feeds right on a little test cut before you do the whole mold. You know, on any of the tools, the lesson is test the process to tune it. You know, it you could have spent 30 minutes on speeds and feeds to reduce your time to a few hours instead of spending six hours. And so it's really important yeah. to do that test on any new process. Yeah, I know. It's like taking a real long time. And then okay. uh, for the casting part, um, and now the casting of the bowl, um, I used silicon rubber and then added the hardener. Um, until now, and that was another mistake I did, is uh, I didn't put um, uh, enough hardener, so it, it took like fresh hard and it's still not dry. Um, so again, so. I, 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 this is, you can predict what I'm going to say. Um, one of the things I urge you to do is, before you put it in the mold, just do a little test. T take a little cup and just cast a little section. Um, mm -hmm. uh, if you're lucky, you'll get that out. If you're unlucky, the whole thing is a gooey mass and it's useless. Um, and so yeah. anytime you're trying a new material for molding and casting, do a little test cast just to make sure you understand the ratios, you understand the workflow, that the material's in good condition. Um, do, you know, don't try to do the final cast, just test the materials. And every person in your lab doesn't have to do this, but you know, for your lab, you need to do test casts to make sure you, 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 know, you qualify the workflow before you do it. Okay, I will yeah. do that. And, and again, um, the silicone, should cure at room temperature, and they should be ready to demold in about an hour. The urethane rubbers, they need an elevated temperature cure. You need to heat it to help cure. And so if you have a bad mold, you might save it by putting it in. So if you put this in a toaster oven, make sure food never goes in it. You have to make label it not for food. You can try heating it, but it's probably doomed. So you know, go back and do test machining cuts do test molding casts, when all that's good, then go ahead and do the real part. Okay. Okay, thank you, mate. Thank you. Um, we have marks from Isan. Uh, I thought we heard marks. Uh, sorry, who is this? Uh, this is Sudarshan from Fabla Bombay. I had made ah, this, uh, okay. so, Yep. So can we start? Yep, we can go to you. Okay, tell me about yourself. I'm a production engineer. Uh, but, uh, working since uh, seven years, having seven years of, years of experience in uh, uh, machining, and uh, I do programming also. I like to do programming and uh, make uh, something with 
computers and uh, I'm interested in IoT things. Okay, good. And tell me about your lab location. Tell me about um, Fab Lab Bombay. Fab Lab Bombay is located uh, in Mumbai. Sorry, Sudarshan, can you talk to the microphone? Look at the microphone when you talk. Uh, Fab Lab Bombay is uh, located uh, at Mumbai uh, in India. And uh, it is basically in Godrej and Boy's premises. Uh, we have this facility uh, where a few, few, few of my colleagues and I have got the opportunity to join uh, Fab, Fab Academy course. And uh, we are enjoying over here to make uh, things and uh, learn so many things. And uh, we are really enjoying this. Good. So what's your final project? So my final project is a uh, sensor ring. Uh, basically, uh, this is a simple concept where I, I need to uh, know the uh, flatness or, uh, or a, uh, uh, unevenness of a surface. Uh, this particular ring will detect whether that surface is inclined or uh, it is uneven or it is completely parallel to uh, or perpendicular to the axis of that ring. Uh, okay. So, this is my, uh, um, so um, how, how far away are you, and what resolution do you want? Uh, so, uh, basically, this idea uh, came into my mind uh, because uh, we have one application where we we want to uh, detect the um, uh, plate variation, and that plate variation uh, resolution is uh, uh, two to three mm or uh, maximum five mm. And, uh, yeah, okay, so let me, sorry, let me jump to, um, uh, ultrasonic is, that's at the limit of its resolution. Let me give you two other ways to do it. Um, one way to do it is, um, um, this, where you um, project lines and you look at the deviation of the lines is one way to do it. And one way to do it that I'm going to cover this week is um, there are really interesting new devices. Um, so yeah, um, this is a new part that's an optical time of flight sensor that does very high resolution measurement by measuring the time for light to travel and come back. And so it's like ultrasound, but optical. And so these are brand new parts that are a really interesting way to make that measurement. Okay. And I'll come back. I'll mention that this week. Okay, um, so uh, you, you, are, you are suggesting to use this uh, light sensor instead of uh, ultrasonic because it is more well, um, it, it has more resolution. Yeah, the issue I'm raising is you're going to be limited by the wavelength of ultrasound and um, uh, the field of view. And so you'll need to do testing. You know, I, I would look, I would make that a question. One option is ultrasound. One is photo, is um, uh, optical scanning by measuring deformation. And one is by optical time of flight. And I would make that a question at this point, which is to ask what's the best way to do the ranging. 
Okay, so I will test with uh, all of these uh, options which which are uh, which you have introduced us, and I will yeah. uh, make it uh, whichever suitable option. Yeah. I find. Okay. Then, did you do molding and casting? I don't see that link. Uh, I have done molding and casting, uh, but uh, uh, I have not uploaded it. Uh, I can show you. Uh, this is what I have made um, a, a pattern. And here, can you bring uh, it? Sorry, can you have? Sorry, can you have somebody bring uh, it cl oh, closer to the camera? Come on. Uh, it's in two parts. It is in two two parts. Uh, this is a pattern. Uh, just a, a symbol which I, I I'm trying to uh, get okay. casted. And uh, then then I've I've made it uh, this uh, mold using a silicon. Uh, Silicon. Okay, that looks it looks very nice. Yeah, but uh, next part of it is uh, still in progress. Uh, okay, I'm, what, I'm what, uh, trying to do it. What material are you going to use to cast it? Uh, we are going to use a, a transparent resin to do casting. Transparent what? A resin. Okay, again, be really careful um, about safety. Um, it, many of the transparent resins are very hazardous. Make sure you have a safety data sheet and you read it. If you, for any new material you introduce in the lab, be really, really cautious. Um, we've had people end up in the hospital from fab labs from casting with hazardous material that they didn't know was so dangerous. If you're introducing a new transparent casting material, make sure you understand the safety. Uh, yeah, we, we understand it. Yeah, okay. But the mold looks beautiful. That looks like the gold for this week. It's a beautiful finish, and you can mass-produce parts with it. It looks nice. Okay, thank you. And uh, Neil, we have our uh, MTM uh, uh, model also ready, so can we present it now? Oh, sure. Were you not on the list last week? Um, no, we were so not on the list. Okay. So um, let me make a note. So sure, yeah, we can trans transition to these. So yeah, talk about, um, let's see, this is the group project MTM. Okay, yeah, so talk about what you did. Uh, so... Um, uh, this is uh, a sand drawing machine where uh, we should be able to draw uh, some triangle and circles on on a sand, which we we are keeping keeping uh, in a bed, sand bed. Uh, you can see in this our live video also we have kept this machine in uh, in front of uh, camera. And uh, so sorry, is working sorry, is there a video? So uh, video is uh, not not available, uh, not uh, uploaded yet. Okay, go ahead. Uh, we can show show it live because uh, everything is connected, and I can I can show you. Okay, go ahead. Correct. Uh, currently, we haven't kept any uh, sand uh, uh, sand in that uh, uh, our uh, bed, 
Okay. But instead, we have kept one paper and attached a pen. And we are okay. drawing a dotted line using that pen and operating yeah. this uh, machine. So it is uh, drawing a dotted line. Okay. We have used Gestalt node. Four, four of uh, such uh, Gestalt nodes are uh, available, and uh, you can see it in our uh, documentation also. Okay. Paper dako. Okay. Uh, I hope, uh, uh, I don't think, I don't think you are able to uh, see that, but we will uh, uh, make sure that uh, we will upload a video with this. And, uh, okay, with good. I, that's fine. I saw it move. Okay, good. Okay, thank you, Bombay. Um, Good. So let me pause now. We we were up to um, marks, but I know that let let's pause now on molding and casting and go to. I know there's a few machines to catch up with. So who else has machines for this week? A few labs had conflicts last week and asked me to show their machines this week. Go ahead. No? Again, a few peop a few labs had conflicts with last week and asked me to reschedule machines for this week. Uh, if you're ready, we can do those now. Star six to unmute on the bridge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. it, um, if you're ready, go ahead. We we. Uh, yeah, hello. Yeah, who is that? This is uh, Andreas from uh, Munich, Finland. Okay. Okay, yeah. Did we not Do we need did we not do you last week? Um you went over it but we we could not um connect there. So we Okay. Um Andre really much finished okay. but we 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 saw what we have. Yeah, so go ahead so Go ahead and tell us what you did. Okay, um, so the basic idea was to do a, a whiteboard drawing robot, as everybody is doing drawing robots right now. So we thought we would do one too. And it's a really simple design based on 8mm smooth rods and linear bearings. And yeah, we did the design on OpenSCAD. It's not on the on the Fab Lab page, unfortunately, there's one screenshot on my page if you want to uh, view it. But yeah, it's just a, just a screenshot of the of the open scat design. Yeah, this one. If you click on the menu, top left, and then go um, machine design week nine.
Okay. And how far how far did you get in making it work? Um, we um, we managed to move all axes. I didn't manage to move the C axis yet because it needs a modification to all the Rapetier or Marlin or, or whatever firmwares to make it work with uh, servos on the C axis. Um, that we didn't quite finish. Um, yeah, and apart from that, we would still need to mount it on a on a whiteboard <laughs> and make it okay. draw something. Uh, but yeah, that's what we did. Okay, that that that's fine. Um, I, I don't expect everybody to finish with beautiful machines. Part part of this is just to understand all of the challenges in making a beautiful machine. Okay. <laughs> Good. Okay. Good. Thank you. Good. Yeah. Um, thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Okay. Uh, were there other machines? And while we open it up, um, tell me about also other molding and casting projects. Did people have multi-part molds or use other materials or have su notable successes or failures? Uh, Hello, Neil. Uh, 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 this, this is Saplap Oulu. And Jari uh, Pakarinen uh, made a very nice set that I really like. So, see. Is this the right one? Yeah, that, that's the one, yeah. Ooh, that looks lovely. So, okay, so, tell us what yeah. Yeah, the moment, yeah, okay. Put them there then, for later. Yeah, the moment you said uh, on the last week that you can do something with chocolate, so I wanted to do something <laughs> with attention. chocolate. Yes, and, um, well, then I decided to make this uh, chess piece set. So, um, I don't know, I still didn't have time to check, I don't know, what, what you say when you are playing chess and you take the other person's uh, piece. In Finnish, you say that you eat it, in Finnish language. Ah. So now it's double meaning, you can eat it and then you can eat it, if ah. you play the game. In, in, in English, you capture it, which is less Capture. Okay, so it doesn't work in English then, but in Finnish, it's really That's nice it. double meaning. Okay, so, um, I'm so sorry. Is, is the idea that if you play chess, you keep eating the pieces? It's sort of idea. I don't know if it's realistic at the end, but as an idea, it was. I thought that it was funny. So, yeah. yeah so this I designed the set like really simple and easy. Then I was trying to put all the pieces into one one of these wax molds, but um, of course they don't fit in well. So. Um, if you go a little bit down, I decide, at the end, I decide, designed, oh, okay, it's not there, but anyway, go forward. Uh, Sorry, I but have let me a, just note, um, yeah. uh, for everybody else, what he's doing is what I'm describing. Uh, this is nice documentation he's building as he's working. This is a good example of filling in the documentation as you work. Okay, that's good. Just, I'm missing one part there in the middle, but um, anyway. So, um, designed with the... Uh, um, Fusion 360, then uh, Yanni, our lab manager, wanted to save some uh, these wax uh, blocks, so I milled one side to the other side and then flipped it and made the other mold to the other side of the, of the, of the block. 
Okay. okay. But see, yeah. these links are broken. Yeah, that, that's the one. I, I don't have the pictures there yet on that okay. part. So just go okay. down a little bit, and there is uh, it continues. So okay. Again, By the way, here, no, let me remind everybody: um, the shavings from the heating. If you collect them, you can melt them down and use them again. Um, you don't have to throw that away. You can melt this down and, and machine it again. Yes, yes. We have been collecting those. So as you have um, gone through the topic already today, my milling took like seven hours, the roughing, so it was uh, too small downstep, for example, and maybe a little bit too slow um, milling speed. Yeah, so, but, um, let, 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 again, let me stress, do test cuts, make a little pocket, but you'll find you can go like 10 times deeper and faster than you think in the wax. It's very forgiving. And the sound, once again, the sound of the machine is a good index. You know, you'll, you'll hear it sort of growling and it's, it's biting and it's happy, but it's not kind of screaming in pain. And so that should take no more than a few hours. Yeah, okay, we learned from this, but anyway, I had it running overnight and so on. Okay. But, it looks, and, but it looks beautiful. It looks like it came out nicely. Yeah, it came out really good. Yeah, I'm really happy with that. Uh, some, yeah, there was one mistake there. I On cat design, I made the uh, walls a little bit too small or too thin. So at the end, actually, I, I um, the, the piece broke out, but uh, I managed to make the final molds anyway. Yeah, and, you'd be surprised um, how many people have done that. It's, it's yeah. very common to see molds with band-aids around the side. Yeah. Okay. So then I then I use this um, yeah the um, food food quality um, silicon which which was a surprise for me because I didn't realize to check it earlier that the cure time for it is 24 hours. So well, um, so it, but hold, hold on, it depends on which kind you get. So um, the there's a few kinds of food safe, and um, in this in this sort of clear series, um, the sort of clear 37, you, you can get ones that have a um, pot life of 25 minutes and a four-hour cure time. Okay. Okay. But, uh, well, I, we had the one that, um, I don't know if you have those ones on stock. We've but, used uh, both. But, but the other note is um, if you take this and you put it in a, a convection toaster oven, and raise the temperature, you can accelerate the cure time. Okay, okay. I will I will note that to my uh, documentation. But uh, anyway, so I had a little problem because I had I had to cast the one side and then wait for, for basically 24 hours. So what I did okay. at the end, okay. I waited for five hours, then I flipped it and um, casted the other part on the other side and then waited for around 24 hours. But, um, and, and at okay. the end, okay. We, okay. Sorry, let me also check. Um, the, uh, I believe the smooth still also has a faster cure. Um, each of these, they come in a, a few versions. And um, yeah, so in the smooth still, there's a six hour version. Okay. Okay, so uh, maybe we want to get that one in stock for later. Okay, but, but that's the one that but I had. No, no, noting that issue, so first of all, um, 
He's using a vacuum chamber to de-air it, where you pull the vacuum to pull the bubbles out, which is a, you know, a nice thing to have in the lab. And with these notes, what he's showing here is completely the goal of this week. Um, you know, this is beautiful. There's no bubbles. You have a smooth surface finish. It's really beautiful. Um, the only thing I see missing is the registration. So, um, in, oh, yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people commented me on the on the on the registration, but um, so sorry. Let me just okay. labor this yeah, one. Sorry, so yeah, in the example last week, um, it's easy to miss. But what I'm doing is one whole mold face fits completely in the other mold face, and the parting line is right at the edge of the part to to neatly uh, align the parts of the mold. Yes, basically I have that one as well. Um, at the end, but um, now because the cure time was so long, um, okay. Okay. I, I, test, I, I, I had only one one half, and I tested that out. So um, I did get some um, white chocolate, dark chocolate. Then I realized that I can do it like that to make some pieces uh, work out. So I managed to do like three of them fully. But uh, now I have both of the both of the molds, and I will tonight. I will do some more. More testing and actually make one whole set at least from white that's and for dark chocolate. Yeah. So you. now you can spiral. So once you have the master, you can cast multiple flexible ones, and then in multiple flexible ones, cast multiple parts, and you can very quickly you can start doubling, and you can turn this into a little production line. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Unhealthy but fun. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Again, this this is a lovely example for this week because. You know, they came out beautifully. They show just how nice the parts can be. And it, this is a really fun example of the range of materials you can use. Um, you know, for all of the overselling of 3D printing, you know, this is undersold in such a beautiful process. Yes, thank you. And it was, it was really fun to do. Let's see, I, I didn't manage to do all the parts, all, all the pawns yet, so uh, I have to see tonight if some of them are a little bit more fragile or smaller, so if, if they will come out from the mold at the end, but I'll see tonight, yeah. Yeah, there's a, a, a couple things you can help with, get, so getting it in the mold. Uh, Roto molding is where you spin the mold. Um, you can mold under pressure, where you add a positive pressure to force it in. Um, and something else that can also help with fine features is before you fill the mold, you actually paint the surfaces. You you paint the mold, and then it helps it uh, nicely appear. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. That's yeah. a fun example. Thank you. Yeah. Hello. Yep. Um, this is Tom from, from Paris. I'd like to introduce the work uh, that Dennis uh, in Brussels did this week. He did a really nice uh, experimentation with molding and casting. Um, okay. Yeah, we do. Is this the right? Yes. Hi, Neil. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, so um, I'm an experimental physicist from uh, the Free University of Brussels, and I'm here okay. with my team of uh, the Fab Lab uh, of my university. Okay. And uh, so in my lab, I'm developing a lab uh, where we uh, try to understand how plants use strategies to deform or to um, how 
they wet or not. So some plants like to be wet and some doesn't like to be wet. And so we try to understand mm -hmm. that. And so uh, this is a shelf, the molding and casting shelf. So there is a nice. dental polymer, so uh, some sun. So if you go down, um, I'm, just, yeah, I'm, admi I'm admiring your shelf. Oh, okay. <laughs> So the thing is that today I, I wanted to uh, this time I wanted to 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 use uh, mold that uh, part that uh, nature did. It's alchemia, and alchemia is a super hydrophobic because of the surface that is very rough. And uh, so to I wanted to reproduce the uh, uh, roughness that is the micron scale, and to do that I use the technique that we that we well that we use in our community, and uh, in fact we use the the leaf. We use here a dental polymer that is um, a double elite that's nice. It's like a bit like umu because uh, there is just 30 minutes of uh, of waiting time to, to to cure, and there is a five or ten minutes for um, uh, pot life. And so uh, it's really impressive because it, uh, uh, this is really. Sorry, sorry, nice I'm just catching up. So you're doing super hydrophobicity by the micromorphology, by the texture of the leaf. Yes. Okay. So just to, to explain to everybody, you'll see the drops are shaped like this, not that, meaning they don't wet the surface and they come off, and the drops don't stick because of the fine texture. Um, so uh, what's going on, um, PBMS can be used to do nanolithography. Um, uh, people do uh, nano-imprint lithography with PDMS down to nanometer resolution. You can do incredibly fine features. And so what's, go um, what's going on in this example is you can't see the fine features, but the water droplets can, and it changes how it wets the surface. Nice. Okay, so then to go on, you did a tippy top. Yeah. And so then we did, we did uh, we demoed it and we. Uh, um, Sorry, just the, what, we one note. Yeah, one note. Just to, something to I've said a couple times. Um, uh, if you go to the simple example, um, rather than having a post, um, it's a much better idea to use make a continuous seam, make a continuous wall of one face that goes into the other one, gives a much stronger constraint than just the post. You, you mean for the leaf? No, I mean for the registration. You, you have these posts going into those holes. Okay, no, so, I, I don't see the, the, the screen is, is frozen here. Okay, so to register your two mold faces, let's see. Um, is there any issue? Let me check. No, the, the VNC is working. Yeah. So you have okay. cylinders going up into holes to register the mold faces? Yep. And what I'm showing is, if you can't see the screen, it'll be on the video. Instead of a post, you can make a continuous um, frame. So one whole mold face continuously fits nest in the other one. So you're using the complete boundary to register it that gives a stronger constraint for registration. Yes, I see. It just it gives you a better. Yeah. 
And what okay. was need... surprising was the epoxy. The oh, resin sorry. was and really, uh, it, yeah, it's a resin that is used uh, for concrete, so it can, uh, in, in fact, uh, fill in the small cracks. And so by do, using this for the leaf, we could uh, reproduce the airs that are at the micrometer scale. Okay. And I also showed uh, um, an image from a microscope where you can see the cell of the leaf. Ah, here. Yeah, I, I guess. Okay, very interesting. Yeah, that's very nice. Um, and just to finish your page, where, did you cast the tippy top? Not yet. Not. <laughs> okay. Is this a bigger project at the bottom of the page? Sorry? Uh, at the bottom of your page, you're, are, are you just showing the machining? Yes. Well, we use a Fusion Cam 360. Yeah. And we we had to, to, to try different toolpaths to have a very nice finish. And we did that in a question uh, with a 6-millimeter drill bit that was used mill bit for, for um, wood, because it was a constraint we had just had under, uh, on our, in our hands. And so, well, we, we, we did a clearing, a contour, a 3D contour, and then a radial uh, finish. And it worked okay. pretty well. Okay. Um, an amusing thing you might do is, um, what is the feature size for the leaf so on this image, what is the feature size for the topography? Is it a few microns? So the size is about 10, 10 microns. Okay. So um, a, a machine like the Modella has 10 mil positioning, which is 2 microns. And so um, the, the tooling um, isn't that small, but you can either use sharp tips or you can angle it. And so a, an interesting exercise would be if you like angle at 45 degrees and then you make serrated steps at the machine resolution, you can actually make features that size. These go down to micron resolution positioning. Oh, and use the, the, the side of the, the bit. Right. So, so, you know, if, if you mill at 45 degrees, you can make a serrated surface with these very fine steps. And so the machine actually has enough resolution to make features this small. And so that would be an interesting test. Okay, cool. I tried that. Yeah. Okay, good. So we're up to 1030. Let's stop now. But each week at the end of the review, we'll open up. And so whoever didn't get to speak today, just join next week. So let's pause, take a 15-minute bio break, and then we'll do input devices. Neil would like to share about my project, uh, like just for a minute. And a group of uh, yeah, okay, well, you'll be the last one. I, I want to leave time for the bio break. So let, let's end with you. Go ahead. Okay, so I am Gaurav Shetty. We are from Fab Lab Riddle. And uh, from where? we are three of us. 
Davina, Amit, and me. So we have uh, worked on a XI plotter, which is uh, based on the edgeboard mechanism. And uh, like, if you can see our uh, group assignment, uh, yeah, uh, the group assignment tab on the top. Yeah. Okay. So it will show our. So uh, basically, it was a fun experience to like uh, learn about this uh, XI plotter. Uh, we were only already we had uh, another project in our uh, business incubator uh, which was an automated chessboard. So it was uh, crowdfunded on Kickstarter and it was a huge success there. Uh, so in taking inspiration from that, actually it was built on a core XY mechanism. So we wanted to try out uh, the edgeboard mechanism also. So we all know that it has several disadvantages, but we wanted to try it out. So uh, that's why uh, we started making this and. Uh, like Lavina is uh, like has designed uh, many of the parts in this, uh, and uh, we used uh, RepRap uh, basically. Uh, RAMS yeah. 1. So RAMS 1.4 actually uh, programmed this. So Amit has done all the electronic programming, and uh, and, and uh, we have just uh, uploaded the video of our uh, project at the end. So we have successfully uh, tested it, and uh, it is actually making designs now. So yeah, to, just to repeat, um, the idea of the HBox and Core XY is it's a nice design where the motors don't move. And so you reduce the moving mass, which means you can move more quickly or um, tighter tolerances. Um, what do you, describe the control software? Yeah, so we used Marlin, uh, like, uh, the ready-made software, and we actually yeah, we use the Marlin firmware to actually uh, drive the motor, and we use the Arduino Omega along with it. Okay. Good. That looks really nicely done in a nice architecture. Um, uh, what are you going to do with it? It looks like you could make many other machines now. Yes, uh, we use Pronterface to actually do the initial testing, and we made a few sketches. But what are the future plans? Now that you can do this, what are you going to do with it? So we are actually we wanted to try out uh, like different installations. Like for example, if we mount a magnet on the head, and we can just keep a sand uh, plate on it and just make uh, make various designs on it, uh, sand animation, or we can make a Ludo game out of it. We can just uh, write a code which actually replicates the Ludo game. So we are trying to like. Uh, uh, think of two, three different things, and then maybe uh, okay. use the same. Good. That looks uh, very nicely also, done. Good. Sorry, good. Uh, also, I wanted to share about my uh, like my own final project. So I am working on a project called uh, Pink. Uh, actually, it's put on my first assignment. I've added a sketch and the basic details. So I, Pink means uh, uh, Pink means project intravenous kit. Yeah. Um, yeah, really quickly, we're over time. We can't really do the pro final project. Just just tell us in a few words, but we need to get to the break. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I think let let's stop here. We'll we'll, we'll pick up. Um, you know, each week I'll have open time, and so tell us about the project of the, during the open time next week. We're into overtime, but that looks like a nicely done machine. That very nice. Okay. okay. I know. Thank you. Thank you. I know a few other people wanted to talk, but let's take a 15-minute break now. It's 10.35 in Boston. So in 10.50, we'll pick up.
Okay. Thank you. Okay, bye. Thank you. Thank you.